Welcome, everybody, to episode 47 of High Tech on the Low. Liron, how are you this morning? Great. Awesome. Awesome, man. I'm really excited to have you here. It's really good, good to have you in the in the studio. We've been talking for a little bit, so yeah. it's good that uh, we were able to work it out. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, and we're always excited to get started. Before we get started, we always want to do a shout-out to Front Team with 12 different verticals, 6 different communities, and uh, 3,000 members all looking to connect with you um, and get ready to figure out more of the startup community. So today, what's very exciting for, for our discussion is that we get to talk about Fiverr. Okay, and I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited about uh, what that means, you know, for for you know the world of tech, for the world of startups, entrepreneurship. But I'm also very interested to talk about your journey there because what I think is very unique is that just as Fiverr is a very unique co- company and also uh, you know kind of just, uh, changing up the world of freelancers and, and contracts or whatever it is, uh, you know, you yourself have had a very unique path in getting there. And I think it can also be uh, kind of a role model, an example for other people looking to get into the tech space um, and trying to understand what this whole mess of tech and Fiverr and everything is. So, um, Liron, why don't you give us a little bit of a background, who you are, where you come from, and what you're doing at Fiverr? Sure. So, I work backwards. I'm the global uh, head of brand marketing at Fiverr. And uh, I'm South African originally. No Um, one knew that, though, from the accent, right? No, no. It's a very very subtle accent. Uh, And uh, have lived in, uh, grew up in South Africa, moved to Israel uh, when I was in my early 20s, and uh, lived here ever since with a little gap in the middle. Uh, Going around the world a little bit as well, from what I understood in the past. Yeah, spent some time uh, in all of Father's offices. Okay, nice. (laughs) I've been at Father for 10 years, which I'm sure we'll get into, and... uh, yeah, that's uh, what I'm doing. Cool. So could you explain to me a little bit more about what the brand marketing position is? You know, what does that entail um, just from your, you know, time at the company? Oh, you, you're opening up like such a broad question. I, I'm going to I'm gonna start like from the basics. Let's, okay, let's, let's start Let's start with the basics. So let's start with the fundamentals. <laughs> let's start with the fundamentals. <laughs> yeah. And this is the fundamental. Okay, okay. okay. What is brand marketing? Okay. What is it? You're asking me which you are... <laughs> positioning all right this is okay this is how you position yourself okay that's like boil it down and you know different companies articulate that in different ways you know some like to give you their thesis on you know the mission and the vision and the pillars and the value props and sure it doesn't matter how you articulate it it's how you position yourselves in the eyes of your customers in relation to sort of your competitors sure right? and uh that's what i do at father yeah and you're in charge of that yeah with with the team but yeah yeah of course. yeah, yeah. And so what does that mean, though, on a day-to-day? Like, what does your yeah. kind of day-to-day look like? Because I think to me, you know, when I think of positioning, right, I come from the marketing and branding world as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, when I think of positioning, you know, I think of, okay, how do we do the research around our competitors? How do we kind of figure out what our key values are? And how do we, you know, translate that into, you know, kind of our mission, our messaging statement that then gets out there to the world? But, yeah. you know, to me, that's something I sometimes do with clients, you know, by myself or whatever, or with the team, obviously, in tandem. But you have a whole team behind you. You have a whole global brand marketing i mean obviously there's a lot more associated with it especially when you're looking at the international realm so yeah so i mean uh first of all it's it's being very thoughtful about how we are positioning ourselves and there's a lot of time spent thinking about big picture right uh we're acquiring companies we're growing internationally how do we stay uh, consistent in the eyes of the customer around the world sure. so that's uh, a lot of, a lot of the job is thinking right right uh, looking at research, looking at data, speaking to different teams, uh, 
And then there's channels, tactics. So uh, how are we going to articulate whatever that strategy is um, in different channels? So okay. does our content align with it? Uh, the campaigns, you know, we we run brand campaigns around the world. We've done Super Bowl ads. I mean, sure. these things take half a year at the least to like start working out. Employer branding. How do we position ourselves in our future uh, employees? Yeah, for the talent, employees. Sure. So that's you know that's. Uh, that's a lot of time spent. We have campaigns out there. So uh, that's that's my day. It's it's a lot of research and data. It's okay. a lot of meeting with the different teams. You know, look speaking to product, new features. How does it fit into our architecture? We're looking to acquire a new company. Where could that live? How do we brand it? Does it stay as a separate brand? Do we dissolve it into Fiverr? When? And how do we position it within Fiverr if we do or something <laughs> exactly. like that? Exactly. Okay. And, and think about the, you know, the customer journey along the way. Like, how are we not going to confuse the customers and make this as seamless and, and aligned with what we're trying to say as a brand? Right. How do we keep Fiverr Fiverr still? Exactly. Right. So now, have you always been working in branding since your start at Fiverr? Yes. Yes. Ah. Uh, um, I studied law, okay, and then worked in animation as a producer for a while. Okay, interesting. That was like a dream of mine. Uh, what was your like software? <laughs> can I ask? Well, um, of of uh, you know, yeah, it was very sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. Excel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, um, and it was an anim- a Jerusalem-based animation studio doing an very English cool. uh, feature length, uh, part of JVP, and cool. uh, you know, it got it taught me organization. Okay. okay. Nothing could be late by a day. Otherwise, the whole the whole production like crumbles. So it's funny that you got that though as an animator, not a lawyer. I would feel it'd be the opposite. As a producer, as a lawyer, I, I didn't really. Uh, I just studied it. I didn't, okay, uh, there it goes. <laughs> uh, got nothing from that. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone out there hearing about law degrees, maybe get nothing out of it. I'm sure there's <laughs> many people in my in my position. Um, and then I found my way to Fiverr, and okay. uh, you know had a, had an interest in parts of the world of marketing right uh you know i was like very early adopter of instagram and was part of many global communities there and like speaking and so you know father was young enough to not really know what they needed at the time and i was not experienced enough to uh been and naive enough to think I could do it, and that's a great recipe. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you, got, you, you had like the synergy. You got in right at the time of the intersection, kind of like when they were growing, and yeah. you could come in and have a have and have an experience with it. The chemistry was right. The chemistry was spot on, and um, you know, every year, new new challenges, new new growth challenges, new budgets, new opportunities, pushing our thinking, expanding the way, you know, the way we approach marketing, the way we, we approach our markets, everything. So I grew with the company, our channels grew. Uh, and, uh, you know, not many people get to have this experience, Definitely. Guess, but uh, I'm lucky, I, I'm lucky I did. Because Especially our, with such a big company now, you know, that it's really sure, developed. Sure, sure. And, uh, you know, the vision was the vision was always there. So you know, I, I always knew this day will come, and I stuck right. ar- and I stuck around, you know, <clears throat> for ten years now, uh, for many reasons. But one of it was that the vision was like crystal clear, crystal clear, and the CEO and co-founders uh, were able to like have eyes on the prize the whole way through. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it sounds like also like Fiverr really, you know, came. I mean, I even remember when I first started using Fiverr both as a seller and both also as a user. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was a while ago that I actually started on it. And it's, what were you uh, selling? 
well, I was selling, pro, you know, uh, video and uh, translation services was back in the day what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and I don't do it anymore on Fiverr. I've moved subsequently off and business has grown and I don't really need it anymore. So it's, you but know, you Hashem, come right? As I say. <laughs> but, you know, thank God. But uh, but at the same time, you know, I still go on Fiverr quite frequently and yeah. use suppliers from it as well. And I, I, I've always felt that there's been a very big focus on kind of trying to grow out not only the, the customer side of things, right, to really make you feel that you're like, you know, getting the answer both if you're selling and if you're, uh, you know, getting a service, but there's also always just been this real idea of kind of building an ecosystem. And that's what I really like. And the, the marketplace kind of of the services and feeling like you're there with kind of everyone. Sure. And you have that kind of connection. It's really, it's really unique. So, you know, I also want to kind of understand, you know, it's, it's interesting. You kind of moved from law and pr- production, which is its own thing. And two things also that I would say are totally separate from each other yeah. into the tech world. It seems like you weren't really directly involved in it. Why did you get into tech though, specifically and kind of like, how was that transition? Um, it's interesting because, you know, the animation lab, uh, was a startup almost. It was a startup. Oh, it was of, a startup. Of, of JVP, Jerusalem Venture, uh, projects. JVP. Pa- partners or something? Partners. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was, you know, it was a pet project. Sure. And, um, we were in a building with tons of startups, right? Okay. And so, you know, but, but. We were in. We were thrown in this like tech startup environment. Right. Even though you know, maybe if you had to ask the employees, we would say we we are animation studio, not really a tech startup. Right. They're looking at you as the guy who who can make their video, not necessarily a startup. Right. Okay. But, you know, it was funded by like VC money and. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, and so, Definitely that was my first step. Like, okay. uh, you know, it was a great it was a great environment. Everyone was uh, all all the different businesses. You know, we eat lunch together and you'll learn right. what everyone's doing. And that that was my first like jump into tech. Okay. Uh, you know, tech. Always laugh at tech because it's so broad. You know, like right, there's, like there's everything's tech, now. right? Yeah, like, you, know. you know, lemonade is, is part of the insurance industry, not the tech industry, right. necessarily. But right? yes, it, it is part of the startup industry, startup industry right? You know, yeah. and so is that tech? You know, is it not? So um, that was my that was my sort of first uh, dive into it. I remember, yeah, I remember we w- we were the first office to leave every evening, right? Because okay. you know you have your you have your deliverables every day. Right. You get your, it's scheduled like meticulously. Right. So, and uh, I remember people coming past and saying like, "Why aren't you guys working late and hustling?" and and I remember that was my like first impression of tech, like uh-huh. people just staying all night with the lights on, like coding, <laughs> where we were like out. Uh, Sounds you know, terrible, to be honest. <laughs> it sounds like a terrible first impression. Uh, you know, startups, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. You know, it sounds also kind of like in this funny way, you know, by almost, it's like guilty by association. Yeah. You know, like that's how you got into it in a certain way. Totally. So, you know, moving forward a little bit, you know, you join the company or yeah. you move on from, uh, you know, the law and the animation. You join the company. You're part of the marketing and branding team. Obviously, goes really well. You're and now you're here today. What is it like, you know, kind of building this type of global brand? It's you awesome. know, I, th- I yeah, I'm sure it's awesome. <laughs> I, that, that is sorry for thing. using the word awesome, but it is awesome. I'm sure it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, could you explain to me, like, kind of a little bit of what it's like? Like, yeah. what are kind of the challenges, the the benefits, all these things? Because I mean, let's be honest here. Fiverr, where it was even five years ago when I first started on it, or actually no, I guess now it's six years ago, yeah. whatever so different than it than it is sure, today sure how is that growth how is that development how do you how do you do that you know how do you grow that you like don't get overwhelmed first of all i mean if i had to think about our challenges right now sure. i would like drown in uh anxiety right <laughs> but you wouldn't come to the podcast That's <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh every every single era of like the company has had 
tons of challenges and interesting, you know, interesting uh, hurdles ahead. But, um, you know, how you do it is you just have to like, you have to have your positioning front and center always. Okay. Okay. This is your Northern Star. uh, And that can change. You know, you reevaluate every two or three years. Sure. Uh, I mean... It's just about like organizing your head. So it's like, here's our Northern Star. Here are our tactics. Uh-huh. I'm very much like, okay, strategy done. Great. We're all on board. Great. Right. This is it. Let's put it up. Let's uh, have this as our like decision maker. Uh-huh. It, and now let's focus on our tactics, right? And okay. um, treat each channel like a channel. Uh, don't get overwhelmed by what other brands are doing, but get overwhelmed by what other brands are doing. Like That's pay like, attention at least, <laughs> you know. Okay. I think no matter what stage we're in, you'll always have some C-level call you any hour of the day saying, did you see what this company's doing? Did you see what this company's doing? Why aren't we doing it? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, one of our early decisions was to be bold, right? Mm-hmm. We we were people, we were a team that uh, didn't like to conform. Uh-huh. And so... Like the branding team, you mean, or the, or the marketing? The whole, the whole, the whole team. The Fiverr didn't like to conform. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As an early team. Okay. Right? Well, that's good, our, I would CEO, say. our CEO, our uh, CEO, you know, didn't like to do things uh, right. conventional, and okay. and that like we still take that to the, to this day. If if anyone else, if we think another brand would do it, or we think like some of our competitors would say something similar or do something similar, we're not interested. Okay, and it's like a guiding light. So you asked a very a very broad question. Uh, that's a very broad answer. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just about like dealing with each challenge as it comes um can you give us an example say like a challenge that happened obviously that you can tell in the kind of in the boardroom yeah, well, right, but you know yeah like let, let, let's talk about because we're talking about like the growth stages right, right? so you know we we digitally native company right. and then and and so we had our acquisition like muscle developing and what is like you know what is what is the brand muscle exactly right right so well traditionally you have some channels that you would own like the content channels and the community and the communication sure. press whatever it is but beyond that like uh you know and then, and then you start to think like okay well you know brand is every interaction that uh a customer has with you right yeah 100 so then like what is the customer support experience like what is the acquisition experience like sure. and okay but at some stage we have to say we need to stand for something more right like we not just some... good support not just good more offerings. than more than even like a marketplace okay who do we what do we stand for right mm, okay. nike uh products for any athlete any athlete can do sports and they right. define it like they stand for athleticism in the, like the grander sense right. right what do we stand for that was like our question and and that is a major turning point in in a company and in our company are we prepared to wow. take money away from investing in first-time buyers right bringing them on and converting them and take that dollar out it means that you know all your blended uh, CPAs are going to be much higher, right? And you put it into channels that have long-term impact, but not necessarily short-term impact. Okay. Subway ads, billboards, uh, TV and YouTube videos that aren't created to convert necessarily, but right, right, right at the top of funnel. Right. Got tell you. people who Fiverr is, and then we get them in a funnel where down the line we'll tell them how we can, how we're relevant to them, and how we can help them. But ideally, it's this kind of idea of position yourself up here kind of get yourself in the eyes of the yeah. user to kind of understand this is our larger mission in the world and yeah. then funnel them down our first brand campaign which is quite controversial we can get in that if, into that if you want to but could. <laughs> uh, 
it uh, it was it, I, I believe it was great. But the it, it, we were in was New it your York. Idea? No, it's a it's a team okay, idea. Okay, so then it could actually be a great idea. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was an okay idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, um, it it launched in New York on the underground and out of home. And okay, for the first few months, you knew that Fiverr was connected to people who take action, right? Doers, we mm, call them. Okay, you you could see the ads and not know that Fiverr is a marketplace for freelancers. You just know that it's made up of people who are action takers. And if you are our target audience, we will get you online. This sounds like a threat, but we'll take traditional marketing, um, more traditional marketing uh, digital we'll put activities. You on there. Sure. And, and then you'll start to understand that we're a marketplace and why we're a good marketplace and why we're rele- relevant for you. And then we'll look at your cookies and understand what you're looking for and we'll, we'll serve it to you. And, and we've taken you through a funnel. Right. But by the time you're down funnel, you already know that we stand for something more than just being a marketplace we and stand just being for freelance central right? we were we were about doing right that gotcha. was that was it in a nutshell like the act of doing and thinking is just thinking we right. were for the doers right like that, that was sort of the the campaign um and that 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 is a pivotal growth moment for us because that is us saying we're ready to invest in brand right right so that's like a that was a giant uh, growth no, that's amazing. I mean, it also there's kind of this element here, which I, what I really like is that, you know, you're kind of saying there's a stage in every startup where you kind of stop caring about, I mean, it's not stop caring, obviously, but yeah. you kind of re- reprioritize. You say, okay, may, obviously we still want to get the people on board. We still want to get, you know, money coming in and whatnot, but there's a certain level of retaining our value and trying to show us as a larger standard almost yeah. in the industry, as opposed to just like, here, we're another company out there giving you a marketplace to do X. A it's commodity. like, no, we're here. Yeah. It's more than that, though, because it has long-term impact. Meaning, if you turn off the acquisition, sorry to all the digital marketers out there, but if you turn off that the the, the dollar spend there, your your like your visitors will drop right. almost immediately, right. right? But brand, if you build solid brand foundations and consistently invest in it, and you turn off the acquisition tap, the organic tap will should should remain. Uh, Strong. Well, now I love you because you want to know why. That's what I always tell all my customers. So I'm the same. Of course way. you do. You know, all, I, brand, a, all brand marketers do. All it. brand, brand, and organic content creation is my gig. So that's that's what I always tell them. That's the same thing. But now you know. I also I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of switch us gears a little okay. bit here, and and uh, maybe we'll get to the the juicy story that you said <laughs> at, at one point. But I really want to come to this thing here, which is that you know you 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 really have this kind of a, like comprehensive. I mean, not like you have a comprehensive view of this company's growth because you've been with it for the start. Yeah. And you know, right now, I think what we see a lot in the startup world is a lot of people, you know, kind of pitting opportunities against each other. And what I mean by that is saying, you know, I join one startup to only leave it six months later, or I get my, you know, options and I'm out, or I get, you know, whatever it might be. Everyone's kind of doing that these days. And you're a very unique case in a sense within this larger mess because you've been with the company for what, nine years? Yeah. Nine years, you know, and you've really come from the moment of growth to, to, I mean, in a sense, success, you know, I'll, I'll put it, I'll put it at that level you know kind of what is your opinion of this whole move in the in the kind of talent i'm sure you guys are noticing it as well sure. at fiverr sure but this whole kind of talent move of getting get out right or coming quick and leave versus the long term and kind of where can you also say you know are the positives and benefits of both so yeah i mean yeah um uh my philosophy is like do what you got to do right, right of course. I, I, I like it actually like uh, i've seen a lot of colleagues you know grow in their career a lot faster than i have uh, because of it, right. you know, you get two years experience here, you get two years experience there, you actually have a- amazing perspective, right? right? You know, 
tons of different leadership styles, the ways different companies work, the technology they use. It, use it's, it's like a, there's a lot of benefits in jumping around, especially if you're ambitious and, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm not not that guy okay. um i which is fair by the way you know, yeah. it's totally fair like uh, I, you know i don't, I don't, I know, I don't i'm not uh, i'm not yeah, yeah. making an excuse uh, i'm quite proud of it um you know first of all i believed in what the company was doing sure you know tech companies in israel a lot of them are b2b uh and a lot of them are are and the b2c companies you know are not necessarily what, what i was looking for in sure. investing my energy sure and so to find a company that's making a difference every day in these freelancers' lives and in these businesses' lives, mm-hmm. very hard to find. And because, you know, one of my responsibilities was the community and like interacting, going around the world, having events with people, meeting them, press, pitching things. You know, in the beginning, our, our, you know, we, we had this house of uh, British, like recent graduate students, artists. Okay. That were all selling on Fiverr, like illustrators, and they were like funding their rent and everything through their Fiverr. Work. Oh, that's wild! Okay. And I was like, "Wow, like we're really making a difference here." Yeah. And then a year later, you meet someone who's hired an employee, like, and runs a little very small business because he's trying to keep up with his Fiverr orders, right? Wow. So you're like, okay, you so th- you're building a legitimate business here, right? And then you know, last year met someone who's made two million dollars on Fiverr. And like, wow. so, so as we've grown, these opportunities have grown and not to mention like the countless of businesses, not small and large who are using Fiverr every day. And I get, uh, you know, I'm an emotional guy and these things are important to me. And, uh, like I got to see it happen every day. Uh, like hear these amazing stories, people, you know, Fiverr is a marketplace where you don't have to put yourself out there, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you judged on the quality of your work. hundred percent. Yeah. Females make. 10% more on Fiverr than males do. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> uh, we have a program called Fiverr Empower, which is taking people with, you know, different disadvantages, different disadvantages, be it physically or, or opportunity, whatever mm. it is, and, and training them or building them up on Fiverr and giving okay. them the opportunity. And we have someone who's legally blind, who's an illustrator, who nobody knows, none of her clients know, and she's doing amazing, like she, she's supporting herself through Fiverr because of it. Wow. Uh, people who are retired and can't find work are coming up. So, it's very inspiring, right? right? I get uh, super, super energized. No, I can see by, it even. In, I can see your yeah. smile as you yeah, talk yeah. about it. I mean, yeah. it's really amazing, you know. So, for that regard, it's hard to leave. Secondly, you know, to be completely selfish, and which I think everyone has to be, um, for the most part, you can quote me on that. That's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, you have to look at your own career and your sure. own opportunities. And I was growing every year. One year, you know, we were okay. Let's start with our out of home. Let's you know, let's do a Super Bowl commercial, like all of these new, let's grow internationally. Now we're marketing in, you know, seven different countries. And uh, now we have subsidiaries and all this. So every year has new challenges, things that I've never seen before. I think the day I get bored will be the day that I leave. Uh, I haven't gotten bored yet. uh, And and, uh, hopefully I won't for a while. Uh, it's, It's challenging. Work is challenging. Sure. And it's different challenges. So that's why I stay. But I think the way to approach it is, do you feel good in what you're doing? Are you learning? Is your team nice? Right. People nice? I mean, sure. if that's important to you, it's important to me. And uh, and then, like, ultimately, like, where are, you, where are you next year or in two years' time? Ask your managers that. And if they can't answer that, you should probably leave. 
Or figure it out. Or figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or, or be okay with that. But always know where you stand. You know what I mean? I that, that's something that's been important to me in my in my career path still is. Where right. am I next year? Where If I'm staying, I want to know that why I'm staying, where I'm going, where, what my company think about me. You know, sometimes the answer is not what you want to hear. And that's and, okay. And that's, that's right. great. Yeah. That's and great. sometimes it actually puts you in the right position for the next opportunity. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, uh, and there's tons of opportunities out there now. Definitely. Definitely. So, so to answer your question, whatever you want to do, yeah, whatever <laughs> do, you want to do, do, do what, what you feels do. right. Yeah. But don't 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 get you know don't get cold feet. I mean, don't stay just because you feel like uh, it's safe. You know right. What I mean? yeah. No, but it also sounds like you know you make a really good point. I want to just you know say it's like at the end of the day, you got to know you, right? You got to yeah. know what's right for you. You know, some like myself, for example, you know, I am my own doer. I right. like to be an entrepreneur. I go and I'm the type of guy who jumps around and likes to see and, and is more like that. But I can yeah. do that. Because that's what I want to do. Exactly. You know, my uh, my friend who who has now been working at the same startup for four years is a little different story. Yeah. Right? So which I is totally, already like double the average. You know? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's everyone's different, and at this at yeah. end of the day, you have to do what's right for you. So. But you know, the, the an RPO also helps keep you uh, keep you for long. Yeah, it definitely doesn't hurt, right? <laughs> yeah. So my you know kind of one of the questions I'll I'll push into this way is how do you also foresee yourself growing now in the future at Fiverr? You know, uh, obviously you can't tell me any anything that's maybe uh, too confidential, but you know. How do you how do you foresee your your own growth and your own trajectory at Fiverr? We're like entering enterprise territory as a company now, right? We sort of operate as a startup prize, like you know, like most Israeli companies, biggest big successful companies do. And you know, this is new to me still. So there's a lot of unknown, and uh, how I see myself growing is learning how to do this. I feel like if we come out the other side of this. I'll be able to comfortably like maneuver myself through uh, enterprise size company. You know, wow. what happens when you make acquisitions, when you're marketing in all these different countries, when you have all these different channels, how do you grow your marketing team out? Right. How do you, you know, how do you adjust budget spend? Things like that. These are, these are new to me. I'm working it out with the team that I work with. And this is like skill sets that I really want to be very comfortable with. Sure. Definitely not comfortable with it yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. And for sure. Uh, getting there. So that's what's next for me. And then we'll see what comes next. And if nothing comes next, uh, find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope it stays in the right direction Love for you. you. Yeah. Thanks. Now for the last question of our of our uh, discussion here today, and I always like to just ask people this is. What's your advice kind of for the entrepreneurial type, the tech, the startup guy who's starting his thing in regards to both, you know, maybe using Fiverr, but also just in general in their own trajectory? Obviously, we kind of talked a little bit about that, but what's some advice you might have? What do you mean in their own trajectory? Like, uh, no, I mean, for the, a startup. For the, yeah, for their Someone st- trying to get into tech or someone trying to build their own business? No, someone who's more of an entrepreneur in this sense, you know, and, and what I meant by their own trajectory is one, you know, you can go from the Fiverr sense and say, you know, use Fiverr for all your, uh, yeah. you know, needs, yeah. right? But Kind of what, you know, from your experience, obviously having dealt with a bunch of entrepreneurs yeah. through Fiverr, what's some advice you have? Yeah, okay. Well, I'll go back to uh, the first answer from our Full circle interview. interview. <laughs> Branding is positioning. Okay, so let's let's break that down a little bit. The three C's, right? This is it. It's, first of all, know your uh, customer and what they want. And you as a startup, entrepreneur probably built something for yourself right you found a need and you building the solution in many cases sure once you do that you're no longer the customer okay you you cannot answer questions for yourself you have a bias so understand understand your customer and what their needs are don't uh don't create something for a hypothetical person right 
Okay, and you, there's there's cheap ways to do that. Just you know, put a survey together, ask friends and family. There's uh, more uh, accurate ways to do that, which are probably more expensive. Uh, you know, through through legitimate research, but but any anyway is okay. Right, that's the first one. Point is, do the research on the customer. Yes, yeah, and know who, know who you're speaking to. Second one is competitors. Okay, if you're doing something new, tell me why it's new, and if you're doing something the same, tell me why it's better or different. Right, know that. Right. If you're doing something <laughs> exactly the same, find a way. To, and, th- and there's many exercises. Uh, you can look up positioning workshops or something like that on Google. Positioning exercises. There's ways to help articulate your thinking a little bit if uh-huh. it's hard for you as an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. And then the third way, third thing is core competence or uh-huh. company, right? You have to talk to the product that you have. You uh-huh. can't say I'm X, but you really Y. Uh-huh. Uh, because that, that's probably the worst thing you can do in terms of branding. Once you have all those three things together, you'll come up really with how you want to be seen in the eyes of the company. Uh-huh. Okay. Put that down and use that as your decision maker. <laughs> because most entrepreneurs, I know what it's like. I know at Fiverr, you know, for years, I mean, we were knocking on doors. We were like trying to grab every opportunity. There's no time to think about that. Right. Do it, get it out the way, put it on your wall and know how you, how you differentiate it yourself and push it as much as possible. Every press opportunity, every bit of like content that goes out, make sure you you continuously drive that point home because uh, that's what's going to resonate. In the eyes of your customers, you want to build brand salience. Brand salience is uh, the ability to recall a brand in a particular buying position. So, sure. for example, I see ads for suitcases away, right? If you know the brand away, mm-hmm. so I've seen the way away. Next time I need a carry-on, which is the situation that I'm in, I'll think of a way. That's brand salience. That, right. That's the first brand that comes to mind. And that's what you're going to do by consistently pushing your positioning, right? It's like brand memory. So my advice to you, <laughs> to our entrepreneurs, is to use that as your North Star. Be able to articulate that first and foremost. You can change it. You can try it on and see how it fits. And if it doesn't fit, do something else. You can Innovate, like, iterate, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, that's fine. But sure. have, have something like that. So everything that you do is deliberate. And then you can think about the entire customer journey from, you know, if it's B2B, like your sales experience or your unboxing or the first acquisition ads or an event that you hold. Like how is all of these pieces aligning to that, right? And that's that's how you move away from being, you know, a commodity to being a brand. Uh, So that's that's the advice. And then from a father side, you know, I I don't need to sell Fiverr. Um, 550 categories, but I will. (laughs) Uh, you know, mar- marketplace with yeah. freelancers uh, in 550 categories, whatever you need. It, it, it is the home for entrepreneurship. So uh, Agreed. I can also attest to that yeah. for my own needs. So yeah. uh, definitely. But um, all right, Leron, thank you so yeah, much. I mean, that, that was amazing. I mean, I also think like everyone just got a little lesson in branding right there. So that's always kosher. <laughs> and, you know, really appreciate you just, you know, coming out, sharing sure. your knowledge, sharing your your journey. And I wish you the best. Thanks, you too. Thanks thank for you. having me.